sequence time. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engines running, commit, liftoff. Hello and welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join our discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Today is Friday, the last day of the week. The weekend is on the way. Doug, got any plans for the weekend? Uh, no, I'm going to go home and take care of Lori. Lori's got a little bit of cold. Oh, okay. It's not Omicron. (laughs) Don't worry, people. She's okay. Uh, no Omicron. Uh, it was interesting yesterday. I don't know if you got a chance to, uh, listen out there, by the way, thank you for being a SWAT radio listener, uh, that we are into our fifth year. If you just turned on we uh are broadcasting in virginia mississippi georgia florida through the internet um if you are listening and you just happen to scroll to 91.7 and hear it uh you can uh go to swatradio.com click on the listen live link and you can listen outside of your car if you were driving and listen to it or you can go back and listen to any podcast yesterday we had dr lee Merritt on she's been on several times and she was talking about the vaccine and uh, talking about um, COVID and stuff. And she, she's been pretty spot on for all of her. If you go back and listen to her first interview, she kind of predicted what was going to be happening right now. And by the way, COVID deaths in Israel have hit an all-time high. Mm-hmm. Deaths attributed to COVID. Uh, they, the, the mRNA vaccine, uh, Pfizer, the one they do, they were the first country to use the boosters. Uh, they were the first country to offer the fourth shot, which was two shots and then this, you know, booster. And then now another booster, nope. 95% of adults over 50 in that country are vaccinated. 95%, 85% have received a booster. And you know what? Get this right now. They have more deaths now than they had under the original COVID breakout. Yeah, that should make you ask some questions, right? Because aren't they the second most vaccinated country in the world as well? Yeah, they are. And I'm telling you, and it's crazy. I I forgot who I was talking to. Uh, It was one of the SWAT guys was telling me because he's from Europe. And he said that over in Austria, Oh, they, they got that, that uh, they are locking. If you mm-hmm. do not have a vaccine, you will be fined. Mm-hmm. And um, and here's the thing. If the most vaccinated country in the world is ha- having the highest death rate now from covid and the most cases. What does that tell you? Except there's there's not really a vaccine. <laughs> Uh, even I think John Hopkins University is saying that now that the vaccine, the lockdowns, none of this stuff has helped. And, um, you know, something is very wrong. And I think I heard last night that uh, President Biden is actually considering, you know, m- removing the mass mandate and moving on 
and he's thinking about waiting until the State of the Union, but he, he needs to do it sooner because people are done with it. They're tired of it. Well, yeah, I'm, I think, you know, just from a political standpoint, he's looking at, uh, well, the Democratic Party's looking at a really bad midterm uh, election unless they course correct. But the problem with them trying to course correct is there's a significant number of their population is, uh, you know, they're holding on to that uh, totem of covid and they're not willing to let it go so well here here's what cracks me up you know as we look at the vaccine and we look at everything and i know listen if you've gotten the vaccine because you believed your leaders or you believed people out there um you know i i think initially they were you know they were trying to do something and and so but the pharmaceutical industry was looking for a way to get mnRNA in the mainstream. Why? Because they developed it. It was a money maker for them, and um, and and so a lot of people, like we talked about, uh, I think was it two days ago, we talked about the evangelicals being duped yeah, that by was the Collins. Yeah. So all these people, well-meaning, I believe, were uh, duped. And a lot of people bought into it, but now the the proof is out there, the data is out there, that the, the vaccines do nothing for you, and uh, there's tons of evidence and data out there to show that the vaccines are a bust. You know, you can say what you want. There was a ninety nine point nine nine percent chance of survival before the vaccine. I think it's gotten worse <laughs> after the vaccine. And so uh, I, I think you're, you're going to see, you remember uh, Dr. Byron Bridal we had on a few weeks ago said, we're going to look on back at this as the worst managed health care disaster in history. No, easily. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. And on a global scale, too, because it, it, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's a, there's a close second in any that, that I could think of at all. Yeah. Shaq was interviewed by somebody on CBS and he said, I think people, if they want to get the vaccine, should be able to get it, but nobody should be forced. And the interviewer said, well, we're not forced to. And he goes, yes, you are. And she goes, no, 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 we're not forced to. And she goes, well, maybe I guess, you know, I mean, if you want to keep your job, he goes, that's forced. <laughs> and she said, well, only if you want to keep your job. He goes, that's forced. Can that's you- forcing somebody. But Dr. Merritt yesterday pointed out that no nobody's forcing you to do that nobody's they're not strapping you down to the ground and jabbing you that's forced what they're doing is they they're coercing you and they've coerced a lot of people in the military a lot of people that want to keep their jobs out in the world but there's a lot of people that have stood up and you know the thing is when what are we going to cater to next you know what 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 are we going to allow people to i mean we should not blindly follow things that are not good and healthy for us um if you want to choose to do it that's fine but you can't mandate an experimental drug that's unethical and that's what they've done and people took it because of fear and we have allowed covid over the last two years to be whipped up into a fear uh, creating thing in people and faith has taken a back seat to fear in a lot of uh areas of our culture imagine you know that reporter how the type of uh 
psychosis that you have to have to say, oh, you know, we're not being forced. This is yeah. what's good for us. You know what I mean? I, I, you could say, oh, well, you know, she wanted to protect the company, wanted to protect the narrative, maybe didn't necessarily believe that. But, you know, by any measure to uh, <laughs> to mm-hmm. say that, you know, giving an ultimatum of losing your job isn't some for, form of coercion and acting like, oh, yeah, everything's uh, A-OK, you got to be uh, a special type of bought in to to think that, you know? Yeah, well, even uh, Dr. Merrick quoted the, the I think uh, his name's Scott Davison, who was the CEO of One America Insurance, and said that uh, there's been an overall jump of 40% in the death rate of people like 18 to 60 mm. who were just all causes of death. Mm. You know, you just look at everything that causes death. I mean, and, I mean, they're mandating vaccines in the workplace, and yet they raise premiums of everybody um, in countries that aren't requiring it. And, like, people – like, I know one guy who said that if he didn't take the vax, he was going to have to high, pay a higher vaccine premium – I mean, a higher premium because he's not vaccinated. And yet those are the people that are getting sick. Those are the people that are getting – um, the issues, and we heard from Dr. Merritt why. The reason is because there's some toxic things in the mRNA that they're putting in, and Brown Bridal said that as well. So, and, and you know, uh, with the coercion, I think that, you know, people are like we talked about before the break or before uh, the program started, people are getting a little tired of uh, all this craziness. And, and I think if you look at what's gone on in Canada, I think I saw some numbers that it went from. Uh, f- like 41% didn't want uh, or, or wanted the uh, restrictions to be ceased. Mm-hmm. And then after the trucker convoy, it jumped up to 56%. So yeah, I think, you know, here in America, there's a significant amount of people who, you know, uh, aren't ideologically or worldview uh, aligned with ours who are ready to be done. But the precedent that's been set is one I think that's scary. And, you know, you're talking about jobs and stuff like that and, how long if if they were able if you know enthusiasm for all this wasn't waning how long would it have been before they were like well can't access your bank account until you got the jab well uh lincoln national's death claims their insurance death claims are up 57% in the fourth quarter versus 2019 um and the share of young people dying from COVID doubled in the second half of 2021. It doubled. So uh, that all goes along with what Dr. Merritt said. So if you didn't hear that interview, you can go back and um, and listen to it. Uh, she's on several times. So she's just go to SWATradio.com and search for uh, Dr. Merritt, M-E-R-R-I-T-T. And she said, tell everybody, listen, if you go... On Google, just put the medical rebel in. She's that's that. I'll take you right to her site. Um, so anyway, hey, one other thing. Uh, it is Friday, cause so you can call. We can talk about that. We can talk about anything. Uh, but I was intrigued by an article you sent me, Taylor, about secret activists mm. infiltrating evangelical churches. When we come back, we'll talk about that. Uh, we don't have to be afraid. You know, we've covered Acts this week, Acts 12, and how God is unstoppable, but they're certainly trying to make it interesting, aren't they, by infiltrating Mm -hmm. churches. 
Yeah, so definitely stay tuned because we will talk about that. Coming back from the break, you're listening to SWAT Radio. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928 or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That is Casting Crowns with Nobody. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And today is Friday. We're talking about a number of issues. It's open forum. We would love to have you call in and join the discussion or uh, ask any questions that you may have. The number is 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Uh, the Economist, are you familiar with that magazine? Mm-hmm. They had an article in it, uh, and it was titled Nearer My God to Me was mm-hmm. the name of it, instead of Nearer My God to Thee, mm-hmm. to you. Uh, and the the subheading was Why God's Becoming More Liberal. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you know, he's not. God doesn't change, right? He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He's unchanging, um, but what we've seen is cultures become more liberal in the way they view him, and we've basically now taken God out of the equation because we've created our own gods, our own view of him. And, uh, uh, I mean, the way we talk about him differs, you know, um, and, and and it's okay if you go into cultures to sometimes I call I call it changing the packaging, but you can't change the message. Uh, the God of the Old Testament is not the God of justice, and the God of the New Testament is the God of grace. They both, you can't have true grace without justice, and you can't have true justice without grace. I mean, God is who he is. He's love, and he's just. And, um, and so they were... Um, citing kind of the Archbishop of Canterbury as uh, recently stating that God is love 
um, which is true, right? God is love, but that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. For a lot of people, when you say God is love, you know, we should just love people. They prey upon people, and the economist tells us that last year in Britain, Methodist voted after very prayerfully considering to allow same-sex marriages, okay, because God is love, and that is the way they represent that. Uh, God's not changed. His standards are still the same, but we are distorting that. It's just like we had, uh, what was that lady's name? Oh, gosh, she's a, a Jen Hatmaker. Jen Hatmaker mm. is a very popular influencer whose daughter was struggling with homosexuality. And so Jen Hatmaker, whose husband was a pastor, uh, said, after me and my husband went through scriptures for a year, we now believe that the homosexuality of the Bible is different than the homosexuality that we see today. It's not recognized by the government. There was a lot of different things. But it's, again, God doesn't change um, what and what what we see on a bigger scale is we people are basically writing hell off. Everybody's just going to be saved in the end anyway. It's just a kind of universalism. Um, and and if that's true, why did Christ die? If that's true, why did Jesus have to die on a cross? Mm-hmm. Why did he have to go through that? Um, so um, I I just think you know this article that you sent me was really disturbing because. It's going to prey on people and make them more inclined, probably, to go into this liberal camp and believe these things uh, about that. And one of the things the article's talking about is how um, trans community leaders or lobbyists are actually sending in people into evangelical churches posing in there as people who really want to be involved in the church, but they have one mission and one goal, and that's to come in and create problems within the church. At some point they come out as a trans and then they sue the church for not allowing them to be who God made them to be. And so um, I, I was shaken a little bit by that article in the sense that it just seems so bizarre that they would even have a leg to stand on because the church has operated under these principles for all these years of this is, you know, this is what mm-hmm. the Bible says, but they believe they can come in there and they can get it to the point of suing the church. And if they can either sue the church and take their money, they're going to take a chance on a liberal court on a liberal jury. And, uh, and in some places like in the Northwest, they will probably be successful. Yeah, and or at, at the very least, uh, he made the this is um, the title of the article is "Secret Activists Queering Evangelical Churches" by Rob Dreyer, which is in the American Conservative a couple of days ago, and uh, you know he made the point that it, the goal doesn't even have to be winning those cases; it's to drain resources and and get people to fear uh, consequences of standing on uh, biblical truth. And then there was also you know he goes in to the article he has a few updates in it um one from a, a former academic who said yeah i know for a fact firsthand that they're paying activists to go into churches and do things like this so well uh, and they're again 
Listen, uh, if you're a church leader or whatever, their goal, their goal is not to win the trial. I mean, they, that would be a cherry on top for them. Ideally, all they want is to draw it out into a long legal battle, which Very can be public. Yeah, public uh, for PR, uh, you know, publicity kind of things, and for uh, to financially ruin a church uh, to go in. Think about the the Colorado Baker, you know, mm-hmm. or or um, uh, people who are, are in. I know one place up in North Carolina. They used to do Christian weddings. Well, they had to shut down because mm. they got sued because they wouldn't do homosexual weddings. And all it was was like a wedding barn. Oh, yeah. But they were Christian, and they did not want to allow those kind of activities on the place that they had because they wanted it to be dedicated for God's work. So anyway, um, they, 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 they don't even have to win the case to put a church out financially of business uh, in the sense of, take all their resources away. Uh, now, we know that God's in control. We know that God is able to overcome any of this stuff. But I was just struck by how deceptive they are going in, posing as people who want. So what they one of the things they encourage you to do as a church is to make sure that uh, you have a strong statement of faith and, and uh, make sure that it states clearly the theology of the body yeah. so that when people come in there and they join your church, they are saying, this is what we believe. So if they fraudulently do that, then that exposes itself right away. Yeah, it's supposed to give you some uh, level of protection, I believe, is is the our legal protection. I think is why they're saying that a lot of churches need to update and add that in, especially um, in light of the Obergefell uh, decision that happened a few years ago now. But that that is a real um, game changer <laughs> as far as uh, how the law is going to be used, and and I don't think people have really woken up to that uh, reality yet because it hasn't hit hit close to home yet, but. You know, according to this, you know, it may very well soon and just want people to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm, I meant to hit this the first segment when we were talking about um, stuff going on. I don't did you, you and I were out of place the other day and we saw a flamethrower. I didn't even know you could buy those. <laughs> uh, but did you hear about the guy uh, up in Connecticut? It was snowing and it snowed and icy and everything. And he was trying to melt the snow and he used a flamethrower and he caught his house on fire with it oh no yeah yeah, did you see that (laughs) no i did not yeah he accidentally set his house on fire trying to thaw the property out with a flamethrower i mean i i i don't recommend that for you folks in texas i know people in texas are dealing with some winter weather right now i probably wouldn't use a (laughs) flamethrower for that in fact i don't even know why you, you and I were making a joke about it. I don't know why anybody would use a flamethrower. I would not want to have gasoline strapped to my back with a flame coming out another end, right? Yeah, you know, uh, now that I think about it, though, my uh, my brother-in-law, he's kind of starting a little micro farm, and he has, uh, uh, I guess it's a flame. It's not really a flamethrower, but it's a weeder, but that it shoots out fire to weed. <laughs> really? And, yeah, and it's kind of weird because you'd think it would uh, consume you know, everything, but it's, you spray it like real quick burst. And then over a number of days that 
thing that you sprayed it on is going to wilt up and die. And so that is something that people are using. I guess it's supposed to be pretty effective for weeding instead of uh, instead of getting down, you know, hurting your back and picking them. <laughs> the, way, the way they used to yeah, a long yeah. time ago, <laughs> picking those weeds. Um, speaking of weeds, you know, this is just another example of, oh, where Satan is sowing weeds among mm. uh, the, the wheat. He's coming in, and they're just really to go in and pose as people. You would just think that would just be so obvious to people, but it's not. They're very deceptive in how they do it and come in. In fact, I was talking to um, – who was I talking to? I was trying to think about this the other day. Um, somebody asked me to pray for uh, their child and um, because – uh, and this happened to a guy I knew one time who basically thought he was with one gender and was with another. Oh. What do you do with that? I mean, now uh, you, you know what you do with it. If you're a believer, you have to reject it and say no. But, I mean, that's how convincing somebody can be, especially if they take hormones. If they, uh, What about if they've gone through surgery? I, I mean – you're still biologically a male. You're still biologically a female. And by the way, uh, the trans uh, swimmer up at uh, mm. Penn, mm-hmm. uh, Pennsylvania, 16 swimmers on the team begged the school, please don't fight for this. If this person wants to be a trans, let them, but they can't compete against women. See, it breaks down. It just yeah. breaks down because the truth is God made us different. He made us different. You saw that he went from like the 467th uh, swimmer in the men's to number one in women's. I mean, yeah. there's an incentive. There's a reason he's doing that. And, I think so. And people are more than happy to to go along with it. All right, we are up against the news break. We'll be back with more after the news. Before we go, we'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, A Store and Window, as well as a special thanks to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking, and a special thanks to Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug, D-O-U-G, at SWATradio.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter at SWAT Radio Talk is the handle. That is at SWAT Radio Talk, and you can download our SWAT app in the App Store. You are listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more after the news. SWAT Radio, that is Ren Collective with Rescuer. If you are just joining us, today is Friday, uh, another Open Forum Friday. We'd love to have you call in and join the discussion or ask any questions that you may have. The number is one 844 swat That's one 844 Or you can email us at ask at SWAT That's ask at SWAT Between the break, 
I mentioned to Doug that I think we should have a uh, Friday in a couple of weeks or, or so uh, where listeners uh, can ask questions for Doug and we can field those on or us. Yeah, us. or us. And we can we can field those on a Friday. So if you would be interested in that, I'm going to be uh, mentioning this again throughout the next couple of weeks. You can send your questions to Taylor at SWAT That's Taylor T-A-Y-L-O-R at SWAT And if it goes well, maybe we'll do it like once a month. Just have a uh, a Friday full of listener questions. So we would love to have you join or, in. Or and actually, Taylor would love for you to fill up his uh, voicemail, just 904-725. <laughs> no, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. No, that would that would be good. Um, hey, one quick thing I, I forgot to mention during the first segment, especially since Dr. Uh, Merritt was on yesterday. The CDC finally admitted yesterday that natural immunity is more effective. Hmm. They finally came forward and admitted it, but it was so funny because they caveat and said, well, when Delta variant came out, uh, we, it wasn't as effective, but after Delta it's, which is really a joke. Yeah. It, it, it's been effective from the beginning, natural immunity, the way God made our bodies is they fight an infection. And then once you get it, your body learns to repel it. That's why the other vaccines work because the real vaccines take a dead virus and put in your body or a very um, limited uh, weakened virus and your body literally fights it. That's why these vaccines aren't vaccines because they don't put the virus in your body. They put the spike protein in your cell, which is the whole thing is crazy. When you really stop and think about what's happened over the last two years, some I'm telling you, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, people are going to look back on this time and it's going to be seen as the worst health care disaster in history. Yeah. And, you know, going back to the vaccines, even if this was a, a, a traditional vaccine, right, if, if you have a virus that mutates too frequently, uh, the vaccine, even a traditional one, is not going to be as effective. That's why the flu shot, there's a different flu shot every year. Um, where they're basically guessing at what virulent, uh, what strain is going to be the most virulent. Um, so, yeah, to to say that um, natural immunity uh, we're just now discovering is actually better, uh, you know, or you know, just as robust of protection, and then to claim that that Delta it wasn't as good as for Omicron uh, is a little funny, just on its face, because right, Omicron is. Uh, less deadly, more transmissible, and probably going to uh, continue to rapidly uh, change. And so that would, yeah, it's just funny to me. Well, well, um, hey, you know, just uh, I want to uh, go to for the week. We, we've we been in Acts chapter 12 just to kind of get people ready for next week on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We're going to be looking at Acts 13, which is really a dividing point in Acts uh, it, it's where the the gospel is really moving from a Jewish-looking church, like in Jerusalem, it was primarily a Jewish-looking church, to now more of a um, a, a Gentile-looking church, or, or what I would say is a mix of Jews and Gentiles working together. And um, if you remember uh, the... Uh, the the thing we looked at in chapter 12 this this week was how Herod 
thought he was going to do the Jewish leaders a favor and win their favor by killing uh, Peter, killing James, and uh, really stamping out Christianity, which was a joke because you can't stamp out God's plan. And we saw God's plan was unstoppable. Uh, His people are secure in his care. Peter in the midst of prison, chained between two guys with a sentry on the inside, a sentry on the outside, and he just walks out. And it says it automatically happened. It just, the chains fell off, the door opened up, and he goes out. And uh, because when God is involved with something and he's got a plan to see something happen, it doesn't matter who it is on the other side of him. It's not going to stand. And I, I hope that that encourages you because I, I realized during COVID uh, and the lockdowns and everything that's happened, that there has been a lot of darkness in our world. There's been a lot of despair. A lot of people have been, um, you know, uh, really down about stuff. A lot of people have lost people. They've lost loved ones. And, um, you know, I was thinking back uh, when I was talking to Dr. Merritt yesterday just about, do you remember when they had the death counters? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know that we've ever had anything like that in the history of our country where they literally was cataloging deaths every day from and we don't even know how accurate it was to be honest with you because they were remember they were paying people to put covid on death certificates even though that they didn't die from covid they died with covid so they put it on there so we didn't even know but you, did you notice they, those things just went away without mention? Like when they stopped doing it, they didn't never even made a big deal about it. I mean, you would think that if this was a big war mm-hmm. and we were losing all these people every day, that when we stopped using a counter, we would say, hey, we, we, we don't have to do that anymore. But they just quietly moved. Then they started ca- counting cases. You know, so-and-so sick. Imagine if you if you just said, Okay, you had this government conspiracy, and I'm not saying they did this, but let's just say that they did this. The government leaders said, we're going to get the CDC and the NIH that we're going to start tracking colds. We're going to tell people it's deadly, and we're going to keep track of everybody who gets colds. We're just going to overwhelm the people with information about how many colds are going on in the world. Think about that. I mean, we've been getting colds for how long? But now all of a sudden we walk around in fear because we've been told we should fear it. And that's why there was, I think, such a backlash and why it's starting to crumble. All these things that we've been told we're finding out weren't true in a lot of ways. Um, and so. And uh, I, I think, you know, to if they had to come out and said, hey, look, we know this thing is coming from a lab. It's man-made. We don't know how it's going to react. So, hey, be, be wary of that. Oh, okay, that's a whole lot different than y- saying. Y- yeah. Oh, you know, there's this thing that, you know, has a lot of, you know, it's not that deadly for most people and it's this and that. And then to act like it's the worst thing ever, um, it's got to, because for the long time as they were doing that, they were also saying, oh, this is all natural. That's not coming from a lab. Well, listen, do you remember, (laughs) Lori and I were talking about this the other night, when this thing first came out, they shut down the beaches. Remember, you couldn't walk on the beach. Yeah, people in California got arrested for it. And then... They said you could work out on the beach, but you couldn't lay out on the beach. I mean, like, so you could be doing a yoga pose on a mat, 
But if you were just laying there talking with a friend, you were violating the law. That's that's the insanity of what they tried to get across. And, I mean, I can remember people walking down the street. Do you remember me telling the story of when Lori and I were in North Carolina and we were on a trail in the middle of the mountains and we were going by another family and the lady said, come here. And everybody got around. They were all masked up. They got around and they said, she said, the mom said, hunker down, hunker down. Like somebody's coming. They could have COVID. My parents were in uh, the same area, North Carolina, up in the mountains, and they said that people stopped, got off the trail, and turned their back to them. I'm like, what? So so some of what Dr. Merritt said was true yesterday that we haven't really analyzed. Nobody's talked about it. My wife and I talk about it because we have two children with Down syndrome. And we talked about the toll that it's taken on them not to be able to see. They have not seen their teachers' faces in two years. They have not seen other kids' faces in two years. And and you read cues off people's faces. It's dehumanized us, made us look like robots almost. Have we talked on the program about um, the rise in uh, child, uh, child, like infant uh, infants or toddlers not speaking? There's a elevated case cases of children having difficulty learning to talk now and talking later uh, than they otherwise should be. In you know, obviously the speculation. I don't know if that, how much uh, study's been done on this, but from people who work with uh, speech impediment, pe- uh, people have said you know they think it's from the mask uh, big time because that's how children learn to talk at first is by reading lips, and if you can't read the lips. It's going to take you longer to learn how to how to talk, and that's just one of the little things that you know people don't take into account when they went down this whole crazy uh, uh, trail that we've gone down for the last almost three years now. Isn't that crazy? And you think Taylor about the level of fear that dominated that dominated, and. John says in 1 John, there's no fear in love. I mean, we can trust God in it. And I think you're right. If they, When they first came out, if they would have just said, you know, this came out of a lab, and we don't know how it's going to respond, so we're asking everybody to stay in for two weeks till we figure out how we can best attack this. Uh, we don't want anybody to panic, but we're, we're, gonna, we're working on it. But instead, we get spun lies that that even evangelical leaders were perpetrating last September as late as last September that if you believe it came out of a lab you're spreading misinformation that has been shown to be false and now remember at at the very beginning of the pandemic there was a paper that came out um Imperial College is where it came from in London uh, saying that if we did everything, per- followed all these mitigation strategies, we were still going to lose, you know, like 3 million people within the first however many months. And when that didn't come to pass, people said, well, well, it's because we did these mitigation strategies. But it was saying that we were going to lose like 10 million people. And then if we mitigated, well, we might lose only a million. And then we didn't lose anywhere, anywhere near that. And yet we continue to persist down this foolish road. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, Again, perfect love casts out fear. We, we should not have been fearful. Um, and uh, it's just sad that so many people bought into the, the hysteria of fear. 
instead of being people of faith, putting faith on display to the world that was hurting. So yeah, it's a, a mark of disgrace for sure um, that we didn't uh, trust God in that way. All right, we are up against the break. We'll be back with more in just a moment. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without you That is Freedom Hymn by Austin French. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. If you are just joining us, today's Friday, so we are having an open forum Friday. We'd love to have you call in uh, and join our discussion. We're talking about a whole range of topics, um, and we would love to have you join that. Or if you have any questions, you can call us at 1-844-777-SWAT. That's 1-844-777-7928. Or you can email us at ask at SWATradio.com. That's ask, A-S-K, at SWATradio.com. Yeah, you know, it it would be interesting to hear address this whole issue of um of fear that has driven so much of uh everything we've done. I mean, uh, and and even looking at the interaction between humans and what I was trying to get to at what Dr. Merritt said yesterday is it's anti-human. Mm. Uh you can't touch you know, you, you can't be within six feet of each other. You can't see each other's face to read facial cues. It's anti-human. And did you, and, and what it, for people who, you know, really got afraid, what it does for them is, I don't know if you saw this, there was a professor who uh, went off on a expletive-laden rant, but he said, you are nothing but de- uh, vectors of disease to me. You know what I mean? So talk about dehumanizing, right? And if you're looking at your fellow human as just nothing but a vector for disease, like, okay, what's that going to do for you psychologically, right? Like, Listen, I live with two daughters that put their hands on everything and then put their hands in their mouth. They're little uh, bioterrorists. I mean, like, <laughs> and, you know, but I, at some point, you know, Lauren said, this is just the way it is. I mean, you, you, you kind of just get tired of telling them to wash their hands and do this. I mean, because they're just going to get sick and get stronger. 
That's mm-hmm. what happens. Your body, uh, I think it was Dr. Bridal who was on a few weeks ago, said every time your body gets a cold, it kind of re-engineers uh, your ability to fight a cold. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, But if you take yourself out, if you isolate yourself out from it, and maybe there's four or five strains that you don't get exposed to, then when you come back, you can get one that could be really, really bad for you. Yeah, because colds, like, like I was talking about earlier, uh, why you can't really have a vaccine for them is because they change so rapidly. And so your body, um, if it maybe misses a few iterations of that change, instead of being able to kind of build on uh, to what it already has, and now it's behind and it's lagging behind, and uh, it just hasn't been into contact with as many different people and and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it can be uh, more deadly for you then. And it's colds aren't like you know uh, chickenpox where you know you get it once and because the chickenpox is uh, pretty stable as far as it doesn't change like that. Um, you're you're ready to defend against it, but yeah. So uh, we our our strategy at the beginning to lock down, make everybody stay indoors was like one of the worst things you could do as far as health-wise, right? You Because it, especially with uh, coronaviruses, sun is a big killer. So you want to be out in the sun. You want to have your vitamin D levels Oh, yeah, high. the vitamin D. That's There's a lot to be said for that, you know, the vitamin D. That was one of the key things that they found. A lot of the people who ended up uh, passing away had very low vitamin D levels, vitamin mm-hmm. D levels below 50. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, yeah, And then also stay indoors instead of being out and exercising. Yeah, obesity is a big factor in that. And then the lack of contact with uh, other people uh, around you, uh, it makes your immune system just uh, a little um, behind, a little bit, a little bit slowed down. It, it's not able to cope as quick because it's not working as hard um, and getting all that new information. And so when it finally does get back and gets new information and there's nothing to connect it to the old information, uh, you can have issues with it. Not everybody will, obviously, but uh, those things that we did at the beginning of the pandemic were not just bad socially, you know, talking about the rates of uh, suicide went up, you know, uh, drug and alcohol abuse, how many people lost their jobs, how many people lost businesses, weren't just bad on that, on those uh, fronts, but also bad just with basic uh, health in mind. It, it was just a complete catastrophe and one that... <laughs> Yeah, the worst health care disaster we've ever had, for sure. It is. And and if you remember, think of all the people that back in 20, 20, uh, yeah, 2020 had to die alone. Yeah. I mean, literally, that hadn't happened like that in a long, long time, if it happened at all like that. I mean, it was bizarre. Talk I mean, about like, dehumanizing, yeah, right? That, there, that's... They would not let people go in there and be with people who were beyond help because of fear that it was going to spread. And the fact that we let that happen, Uh, you know, there was from early in the pandemic, uh, there was a video out of the UK where um, a a family was grieving. They were at a a funeral home Uh, that the male, the father had died, you know, older man and uh, the one they they had seats and they were all uh, uh, socially distanced apart. And one of them, the moms, the mom was crying and one of the brothers went to comfort her. And the guy who worked there got in between them and said, no, 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 you must, uh, you must stay socially distanced. Like the, the, and the, the guy, but that guy's there. 
Yeah, well, the guy who was comforting his mother just went back and sat in his seat instead of put that guy on his butt. Right? Like, I could not imagine being in that situation or being in a situation where I had a loved one who was going to die and they're saying that they have to die alone. The fact that we let that happen, what does that say about us as men in particular, but as a society in general? Uh, it's it's an indictment for sure. Well, do you remember um, that the early uh, the early church, like, in the New Testament era, uh, when they plagues would break out, they would be the ones to go bury the dead because the Romans wouldn't even go bury them. Yeah, they, they wouldn't get around them. And that was part of how the church grew and spread um, uh, because the Romans, uh, yeah, f- didn't want to get around that, and the Christians had a better view of eternity and had that in mind, and so they were showing compassion to people. And then uh, that was seen on a wider scale and at this time, you know, Rome had kind of hollowed out as far as its institutions and stuff. And so only thing that was there to keep the civilization going really for an extra 100 years or so was the church. And, you know, people talk about, oh, the church becoming uh, official being bad. And I think there's something to say that. But the reason that it happened was that the church was willing to show compassion where the the regular Romans weren't and that the it was the only thing that had any gave any structure to people's lives on a whole. And it's well, well the church was willing to take risk with this life because they knew this wasn't all there was. Yep. And somewhere along the way, we've kind of got to a place where we want to hold on to life here on this earth as if this is better than what waits us on the other side. Paul said to die is gain. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's one thing to say it, but he was saying it as a guy who was looking death in the face. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't like he was saying it, saying, yeah, one day I'm going to die. I mean, he he knew his time was short. Yeah, and, we are a, a culture, a civilization that has not grappled with our mortality. And apparently, if the last two years have shown us anything, we're a church that hasn't done that either. Because the church lost its head just along with the rest of society instead of uh, having a... A, uh, a, a instance, an opportunity to be, uh, let's say it relevant again, because the church has lost its relevancy. It, it backed away from that moment instead of looking like the early church to uh, offer hope uh, for people who were hurting either, uh, you know, from death in the family or from the consequences of the lockdowns. And we didn't do that. And uh, it's a shame. Yeah, I, I think uh, it really, we, I think we missed a big opportunity as a church and I applaud people. You know, I know that um, there's been several leaders that have called out John MacArthur and said that the way he's responded um, was ugly and not good. But he, he has been a leader. He's been one of the few leaders that has stood up and said, no, we're going to meet. And they did. And uh, it was really uh, and it, the, for them to say that what he did. Oh, that's ugly. And this and that. Uh, that's a church that or, you know, church leaders that value niceness over, uh, you know, the truth. And it's not like John MacArthur is some, you know, like fiery, you know, I mean, he's a fiery guy, but he's not, he's, I think at, at one point said that there, there's a possibility that the American revolution was an act of sin. Like he's not somebody who's like, Oh, you know, go against the state at all costs, but he's somebody who in the moment realized, Hey, this is wrong. And the, the, the government has no business telling the church when or when it can't meet over the dictates of of what God has said and willing to be faithful in that, like to say, oh, well, he was so mean about that, which when the only loving thing in their eyes to do would have been to shut down. Come on. Like that's that's 
that's disingenuous argumentation, and it's not it's not appropriate for someone who calls themselves a Christian leader to to try to act in that manner. Well, unfortunately, a lot of people who have stood like he did were called unloving. Uh, people that actually tried to go minister to people were called unloving. And I don't know if you remember, uh, but I, I shared this, that back during the plagues that struck Rome in uh, about 160 years after Christ and uh, 250 after Christ, uh, there was no belief that God cared about human affairs and mercy was regarded as a character defect. Pity was a pathological emotion because mercy involves giving unearned help or relief and it's contrary to justice. And a third of the Roman empire literally was perishing from a plague and, uh, people that had the disease were cast out of homes, uh, even priests would leave their temples. But Christians who claimed to have the answers took action. You know what they did? They they went out and talked to people about the hope of Christ. They tried to minister to the people that had uh, the plagues. Uh, and Eusebius um, basically noted that the deeds are the, of the Christians are on everyone's lips, and because of them... They glorified the God of the Christians. Boy, what an opportunity we could have had. Mm-hmm. So let's be better prepared in the future. Let's learn from our mistakes. Let's be people of faith, not fear. And let love drive us to share the hope of Jesus, no matter what the consequences. Okay. Amen. All right, that's all the time we've got for the week. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio, and you can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you have a great weekend. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual